You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,100 and, oh, I don't know, quite a lot, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, we have a good show planned for you today. One in four homeless individuals is an unaccompanied woman. That's 25% of the homeless population, ladies and gentlemen, a population that is severely underserved and overlooked nationally and locally. Elizabeth Hendershot uh, from Wise Place joins us to share how their nonprofit is making a difference. Elizabeth, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So let's uh, let's start, before we talk about the organization, the mission, let's talk about you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about you and your professional background, kind of how you got to where you are now? Well, interestingly, I have a background in sales and customer service my whole life with a focus on the client's experience. And I've done that for many, many years. I won't tell you how many because then you'd know how old I am. Okay. And, I, you know, I, I wanted to do more about helping the homeless and I've always had a focus on that and done things on my own. And so when I had an opportunity, Wise Place was looking for a development manager, which mm-hmm. is the equivalent of a salesperson, truly. Right. Uh, it's just a, you know, it's called fun development in the nonprofit world. So I ended up there uh, after seeking that opportunity. And it's about fundraising, fun well, development. Is let's about let's step back up then. What is it about you? that had you interested in the homelessness problem and trying to solve it? I became involved in helping the homeless here in Orange County years ago when a friend of mine was doing a homeless feeding program in Laguna Beach called Nourish Your Soul. Hmm. And I began joining him in this weekly endeavor back in 2006. And tragically, a year later, he died. Oh, boy. Passed away at 42. Wow. And at his funeral, his mother, hugging me, said, You'll take that over for us, won't you? Oh, boy. Not something I would, would say no to. Right. So I began doing that for many years. So and that continued all the way for 10 more years up until last summer. Hmm. And there in Laguna Beach, the city did a great job of, of helping the, the people transition and to okay. uh, the homeless population that I was serving dwindled to where they stopped coming to the place on the beach where we used to help them and feed them. Well, that's good news then, right? It was great news. That's That particular area has right. done a lot of work for many years. That's what it takes to a lot of work, doesn't it? Um, okay, so let's let's change the focus away from you, Elizabeth, to Wise Place. First of all, the name. What's the significance of the name, Wise Place? It's an acronym. Wise is an acronym for Women Inspired, Supported, and Empowered. So Wise Place is a place for women to okay. be inspired, supported, and empowered. So tell me more about the organization then, please. Well, it, you know, it began just six years shy of 100 years ago. We opened our doors in 1924 as a YWCA, a franchise of the Young Women's Christian Association. Wow. Out here? In Orange County. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's a long time for uh, <laughs> in Orange County years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. 90-some 90, 90 years. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And we moved into the building that we're in in Santa Ana. We're, we're near Broadway and 15th Street in Santa Ana in 1951. And over the years, women came to us for assistance. What type in of addition to the YWCA, women in the neighborhood and around okay. the surrounding area came to us for assistance. And uh, that included uh, many different types of things. They came for some of our programs. Some of the women who came to the YWCA began to help them with um, 
helping them look for a job or, or find resources and things like that. Mm-hmm. So are there special needs that unaccompanied women have that are homeless over what we might generally assume or associate to being homeless? Well, if you think about it, they're a very vulnerable population. So an unaccompanied woman is, yes, safety specifically. An unaccompanied woman means she, even if she had children, she may or may not have children, but if she does, they're not with her. Okay. Um, They're either grown if they're part of the senior population that's homeless or she's given her children voluntarily to someone to take care of because she's homeless or maybe she lost them in the system because somebody found out that they were living in a car or in a park. Okay. So So safety is the issue, being unaccompanied. There's, you know, uh, a lot of um, things that happen out on the streets. So you were saying there's, she might be part of the senior population. Can you share a little bit more about that? That that sounds like that's even more scary to think that there are senior women unaccompanied that may be out there as well that need services. Well, I'll give you an example. At Wise Place over the past 12 months, 45 of the 172 women that we helped were seniors 55 years and older. Wow. So the 26% yeah, just is, in the past year. Is that on the rise or is, I mean, do you know? I mean, has that been constant that there is that large of the population that's 55 or older? Or is... I don't have the okay. statistics on, on for all of Orange sure. County and, and what's uh, out there in front of me. However, if you think about it, affordable housing is a big challenge here in Orange County. Yes. So if a senior, if, if someone's retired, as an example, and they're living on, on a, a dual fixed income, income, a fixed yeah. income, and if their spouse passes away, suddenly they're living on one income. Right. It's only a matter of time before she's in the car with the dogs. Wow. Is that the first place, the car? Assuming you have a car. That's if you the, have a car. Yeah, if you're you fortunate know, enough to have a car, on. right? No, typically the first place is they reach out to family. Do they have family around? Right. And that runs its course. Yes. And then they're left to their own devices. Okay. So can you tell me a bit about the philosophy of the organization? Kind of how, how it's growing and leading? Um, you know, what's the core philosophy of Wise Place? Well, it's to help the women in the one in four movement, which is pointing out that one in every four homeless adults in our country are unaccompanied women. Now, it's my understanding here in Orange County that the percentage is higher than that. And so we focus on helping the unaccompanied women because there's less resources available to them. Typically, the funding that comes down is focused more on families and more on children, rightfully so. Right. I mean, you don't want children trying to go to school while they're living in in a park or in the backseat of a car. Right. So a lot of the funding ends up focused on that. Okay. And so there's less funding available for unaccompanied adults. So And the women being with the safety issue, we focus on helping and serve them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm shocked that it's that high, that one in four, I don't know if one in four are also unaccompanied men, you know, if that's, and then the other 50% are kind of couples or something, but, but still, I don't know the but that's just a shocking number to think that it's that high and it's not just here in Orange County, but it's across the country. Uh, so I'm wondering, when you're out fundraising, so you're a, you're a development manager, so you're out there developing funding sources, what type of organizations um, do, you, do you go after for help? I mean, how, can you talk a little bit about the philosophy you're using to develop funding sources to continue to offer the services for Wise Place? Well, when it comes to funding in a nonprofit world, it comes from you know different buckets. You have yes. people, individuals who give. 
you have corporations who give, you have foundations and grants. So you seek those. And so those are kind of the typical buckets. Okay. And then there's different layers within each one of those. Right. Uh, one of the things for Wise Place is awareness. Many people, I've found, don't know about Wise Place. Even though we've been here nearly 100 years. Right. Have you ever heard of no. us before? Before we got in contact with each other, I did not know that this... And, and that's why we do this show. This is a formal nonprofit show. We do it once a month. We focus on Orange County-based nonprofits because I was reading an article years ago that said how many worthy nonprofits there were in Orange County. And I thought to myself, geez, I only know, I don't know, off the top of my head, 20, right? And they're, and they're the big ones, right? They're the big national who probably wouldn't benefit as much from this kind of conversation as if I could get the smaller ones on the show to try to teach our audience or at least help them to be aware of all these wonderful organizations they may want to get involved with. So that's why we do this show, because good organizations like Wise Place I didn't even know existed. And didn't have any idea that you've been around for almost a hundred years. That's like, it's going to be a big celebration in a few years. Okay, well, hundred years. Yeah, we'll have to call me. I'll come and party with you. <laughs> what are some of the services that Wise Place offers, and why is it important for people to have access to these services? So something that's a little bit different about Wise Place as a homeless shelter for women, a lot of people automatically assume that we're just giving a handout, and they're, it's going to continue to have the same issue. Uh, that they're not really getting help. That's not actually our focus. We help women transform from experiencing homelessness to independence. Okay. It's very structured programs. So oh, it we is. have the yes, it is. It's very structured to help them find a job. So in the Wise Place program, the Steps to Independence is a 90-day program. Typically, it's 90 days. And then at the end of the 90 days, depending on the situation, they can apply to extend an additional 90 days into the second step program. Okay. And then a third option after that is we have an, a, a separate facility that's called the Positive Steps House where they can live up to two years. So somebody, uh, with a, you know, depending on the circumstances, might be able to stay with us and receive services and help and assistance and guidance transitioning up to two and a half years. But that's a limited view for a limited number for sure. five, right? But the, the Steps to Independence program is structured to where they must get a job in the first 30 days. So the in, first initial focus is how to help them find a job, a full-time job. Okay. So we have employment groups. Okay. We have uh, volunteers who come in and work with them one-on-one. -on -one. We help them write their resume, practice their resume for their interview. We help them dress for success. We have a clothing boutique that they can use with suits and, hmm. and clothing in it. We also have uh, partnerships with some of the other orga nonprofit organizations here in Orange County who provide even more extensive services in that area. Okay. So the key, the first step is help them find a job. Yes. Why can't they do that on their own? Well, if you're homeless, a lot of people, what's happened over, year, over the years is that we used to walk door to door and apply for a position. That doesn't really happen anymore. All applications are done online. That's true. If you're homeless living in a car or on a park, you don't have access to Wi-Fi right. to that extent. You may or may not have a computer. You may or may not have access to a printer to print out a resume to take to an interview if you got one. But you need to apply online. Okay. So we, we have a computer resource lab and center where they learn Word and Excel, and they can apply for positions online, and they have accountability with their, within their employment group. So are the jobs that you're helping them get close to your facility then? I mean, it would seem like you would want them to sort of find a job in the immediate area they if at all possible. 
They typically target to look for something in the area. It depends on whether they whether they have a car or not. Okay. Some have a car, some don't. And those that don't have a car, we help provide bus passes for them to get to interviews and to get. So in your experience, when you do help an individual get a job, is is there a noticeable difference? I would think that there that's the first step on a road towards a much more positive existence for them. So is that true? I mean, getting that job, is that... An exciting moment for your people? Oh yes, because that they they began to see that there's hope. Right. That there's some opportunity for a future, especially if they've been homeless for a long time. You know, some of them have been homeless a, a few months, some of them have been ho- chronically homeless for years. Wow. And and needed some type of support or structure. It's much more difficult to go to a job interview and feel confident to nail that job when you took a shower in the sink at the bathroom at a gas station to go there. Gotcha. What type yeah. of jobs are you able to help them to get? It depends on the the program resident. It depends on their experiences and their backgrounds. And a lot of people assume they think they know what homeless women look like. And they come from all walks of mm. life, all levels of education. Uh, many of the homeless women come to us from domestic violence shelters. Okay. They come to us from recovery centers. So if they've ever had a drug or alcohol issue, that needs to already be behind them. Okay, so you're not... Because yeah. we're not a recovery center. It's a very structured program, and there's a time limit. Right. You know, there's timing. So the timing of everything, if you're trying to deal with recovery, it's going to be difficult to focus on getting a job and keeping a job and moving into the next phases of the program, which include our financial empowerment program, teaching them how to budget their money. Oh, you just got your first check. Do you go spend it all on clothes? No. You yeah. know, there's a minimal program fees. There's, uh, they need to buy some food. They need to begin to budget for for them on some things. We don't provide everything. Okay. So when you say they need to buy food, they're in Wise Place and they need to be responsible for part of their meals? Is that what you're saying? As they transition through the program. Okay. So it's the steps to independence. So it's structured and there's various steps to that level sure. of independence, including, you know, providing us making a sack lunch for yourself because you're going out in the world. They don't sit in our building during the day, during the week, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. They're out in the world. They must be looking for a job, working, or doing some type of education that's going to help them get a job or, or, or do something. Okay. So, so they're it, not in our building during the daytime. So they got to pack, you know, they're going to pack a sack lunch to go. Right. And they could, you know, if they're, if they begun working or they have a little bit of income, you don't want them to spend it on that. Right. And I'm so eating out. you give them 90 days to sort of get all this, take, go, take them through the various steps. Can I ask the success rate? So at the end of the 90 days, some are able to extend longer. So if you're meeting the program requirements, okay. and let's say what your challenge was that you had a credit, you know, you have a credit issue. If you've been homeless, you've probably had a credit issue. Okay. You know? So now they've needed to clean up their credit. So someone in our financial empowerment program or one of the volunteers that's working with them one-on-one helps them work on what do they need to do to clear their credit? What do they need to do to get back on track? Make sure that they, if they have children and that they live somewhere else and they're paying child support, making sure those things are in place. So there are times when they'll want to extend an additional 90 days into the second step program. And if they are meeting the program requirements, they can be extended longer mm. Because they may need longer to clear up their credit. Right. Uh, affordable housing is a big issue in Orange County. Yeah, that um, was going to be my next question. Is okay, you oh. got them. No, no, I'm glad we're having a conversation <laughs> here, Elizabeth. But I mean, can they find affordable housing? That's a big challenge. 
in Orange County overall, not just for the homeless, but right. many people. Right. So, uh, you know, a, a one-bedroom apartment in Santa Ana is about $1,800 a month. Wow. Can, do you want to venture a guess of if, if they were to get a minimum wage job, how many hours would they need to work to provide for themselves and rent? How many hours would they need to work to provide? A minimum wage. To, 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 to pay, to just afford, to pay the rent? To, to live in Orange County at $1,800 a month rent and, you know, the other expenses that you have. I have no idea. It's about 105 hours a week at minimum wage, which most places... 105 hours? Most places I'm that pay... supposed to work 40? Most places that pay minimum wage are not... Uh, they don't allow you to work that many hours a yeah, week. Yeah, right. So you would need either three part-time jobs and never sleep, or you're going to need uh, to buddy up with someone. You're going to want to find somebody else that you can roommate with. Wow. Do you help that? We do help look for places to live. We have part of our program is helping them find affordable housing. But what needs to happen actually is permanent supportive housing needs to be built for those that have challenges uh, with affordable housing. What so, is permanent supportive? Permanent, permanent supportive housing would be when somebody needs assistance to pay the rent and they're able to get maybe a Section 8 Eight voucher okay. to pay part of their rent, which okay. helps fill that gap. Right. But there's not enough of those available. There's not enough of them around. There's a huge housing shortage for that. Hmm. So part of what we're doing at Wise Place is we have launched a capital campaign. We just are finishing our silent phase for that, and we're going to be raising $5 million wow. to reconfigure what used to be the YWCA gym. And I skipped all of that part of the story, but we no longer are a YWCA. We do that. We help. We're passionate about helping the women transform their lives. Okay. So we focus on that 100%, and that's when our name became Wise Place. Okay, thank you. So we're taking our former YWCA gym that used to, you know, used to be the gym where they worked at. It was underutilized for a long time and, until very recently, and now we have an emergency shelter there. Hmm. I'll come back to that. Okay. But our future plans are to convert that to permanent supportive housing, put in a second floor, and build 15 bedrooms on each, uh, 15 permanent supportive housing units on each floor. Wow. And that takes f at least $5 million. With that and the rest of the configuration we need to do to our very old 1950s building. Right. Wow. All right. So I'm sure people may want to get involved in helping you in the capital campaign. It sounds like you're getting ready to kind of get out of the quiet phase. Let's talk about turning the gym into emergency shelter. What is that about? Most people in Orange County have heard that we've had a, had a challenge here for, with homeless for a while. They There was a homeless encampment along the Santa Ana Riverbed right. between Angel Stadium and the Honda Center. Yes. Many homeless people, if you ever went to jury duty, you saw the homeless people in the Civic Center sure. Plaza. Sure. So with that being dismantled, where were they going to go? So we stepped up to the county and the city and said, we will help be a part of this solution. We have this underutilized YWCA gym, and with, with, uh, in conjunction with uh, a contract with the County of Orange, we have opened an emergency shelter called Safe Place. It's a transitional shelter. Uh, it's a low-barrier shelter, and it's, a, it's um, temporary. So it's not people that are designed. You're not expanding your Wise Place services. You're just giving temporary housing to people in need. That's a yeah. It's completely separate from our regular Wise Place programs. Uh -huh. We call it Safe Place, a safe okay. place for them to be, a safe place for them to sleep. And is it like Wise Place, where they're there at night but not during the day, or is this a 24-hour kind of a? 
It's a low barrier shelter, so it doesn't have the, the same structure as the Wise Place program. They are there during the daytime if they choose to be. Wow. The exciting part is because we are Wise Place and we've been doing the programs we've been doing for years, we extend the opportunity to sure. these women who right. are chronically homeless to get a job. So we have volunteers who come in and work with them during the day. They have access to the computer lab. They're okay. able to apply for positions. Some of them have gone on and oh, gotten good. positions now. Right. Some of them are now working that weren't working before that had been chronically homeless for years. So you were so able to, starting ex- to yeah, expand the good works through this program. But I also imagine, not to be negative, but you probably had let in some dysfunction as well, though. In that section, we do keep the programs very separate. Yes. So we structure them very separate. We keep them separate. Right. Even though we're all in the same building. Right. Because you say low barrier, and what I hear is, well, maybe they haven't gotten over their drug problem or whatever. Mental illness is so prevalent, right? Yes. In homeless communities. So you're doing good works and helping people, but there's probably an unintended consequence or two of that. Well, to touch on that for a moment, I want you to think about a time that you didn't get enough sleep for a few nights in a row. Last night was one of them. <laughs> so I get cranky after one night of not getting great sleep. If, yeah. If you're a woman vulnerable on the streets, oh you never really sleep because you never know when you're going to be safe. Sure. So we've had women come into the emergency shelter, and I think one of them, somebody said, they, they're pretty sure she slept for two days. They're not sure she even moved wow. for two days because she was finally in a place where she could safely sleep and wow. knowing she wouldn't be harmed. That's powerful That's incredible. Story. Yeah, Elizabeth, that's a great story. That Unfortunately, we're going to have to end the interview, but I'd like to ask you uh, if someone would like to learn more about Wise Place, right? Time flies. Uh, how do they find you online? You can find us at www.wiseplace.org. Spell it, please. www.wiseplace.org. Well, I I appreciate you coming in, sharing the story, uh, being a part of the community. Thank you for the good works that you and your organization are doing for people here in Orange County. Thank you. All right. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, keep me informed of your capital campaign. I'm very excited for you to be able to raise that kind of money. That's a lot of money. Good thing they have you, though. Thank you. You're the development director. Uh, there's many people on that team. I'm sure there are. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts, and our producers, without whom we could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I would ask if you want to connect with me on social media, let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.